to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jay the Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode 17 of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I miss you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, we have a great one in store for you all this evening. So kick back and relax because I got you. Let's get started. I'm coming to you from a place I like to call the saloon. So Barkeep, what do we have on tap for today? On tap today is a recap of last week's game, an interview with Evan Gilliard II, and a preview of the Grand Canyon game. Alrighty, thank you Barkeep. I have my lasso in hand and it's time for our post-game roundup, the segment where I round up my thoughts on the most recent New Mexico State game. And in this case, the Aggies earned a 78-62 home win over UTRGV on Saturday to secure the outright whack regular season title for the third straight season. A quick round of applause for New Mexico State. Yes, that's right. It was a night of celebration in front of nearly 11,700 fans. And here are my takeaways from the contest. My first one is that even when Ivan Adekoachea isn't the first scoring option, he can still make an impact on this team. Now, Ivan had a pretty average game scoring-wise against the Vaqueros. He finished with 9 points on 4 for 9 shooting, but that does not tell the full story. So the Spaniard also had a game-high 10 rebounds, 6 of which were offensive boards, and he had a game-high plus-minus of 17 in his 35 minutes on the court. No other player recorded more than 29 minutes for the Aggies, by the way, mostly because the team doesn't have a whole lot of big man depth and that just speaks how invaluable Adekoachea is for this team he finds ways to make his presence known in every contest and that's why he's one of the best players in the WAC but now let's get in the roundup number two so my second takeaway is that as great as Jabari Rice has been he still has room to improve now the redshirt sophomore put up an impressive stat line of 20 points six rebounds and five assists in the win over the Vaqueros but the big cause for concern is that he also turned the ball over three times now in my nitpicking yes probably but you have to do that with great players now take the Utah Valley game last Saturday for example Rice was the star of the show he scored a career high 29 points and made the game winning shot but what got overlooked was that he also committed five turnovers the most since the Aggies lost to New Mexico on December 14th 2019 he then committed three turnovers in this UTRGV game and that's the first time he's had back-to-back games of at least three turnovers since January 18th over a month ago now Rice is looking better and better every time he steps onto the floor but the biggest knock on his game has always been that he plays a little too fast that's what New Mexico State head coach Chris Jans has said that's what Jabari has said and that's what I've said as well now granted it does take time to adjust now that he has such a prominent role on this team but nights like Saturday are when you need to just take a step back and remember slow it down play smart because when he does that the sky is the limit for this kid that's why I'm pointing it out as a bit of a friendly reminder but other than that Rice has been sensational and it's clear that he's going to be the face of this program one day but now it's time for roundup number three 
So my third and final takeaway is that Treble and Queen is making progress, but expect the Aggies to play it safe with them for the rest of the regular season. Now, the senior small forward returned from a tear in his lateral meniscus one week ahead of schedule to play in both of New Mexico State's games last week, where he averaged two points in 13 and a half minutes per contest. He then had a week to rest before the UTRGV game where he scored eight points on three for five shooting and recorded three rebounds in 24 minutes. It's definitely a step in the right direction, but you can see that he's clearly not at that level of play that we're all used to just yet, which is understandable since he did return ahead of schedule. And now with the WAC regular season title secured, my hunch is that Queen will continue to see minute restrictions for these last three games of the regular season, especially if the Aggies are up big in the second half. I personally see him staying within that 20 to 25 minute range, but either way, the rest of these games are really just a chance for Queen to get his rhythm back. So the fact that he's playing at all right now puts New Mexico State in a great position. So that buzzer means that is all the time we have for segment number one. Now it's time for segment number two, which is an interview with Evan Gilliard II, the UTEP transfer who has had a major impact for the Aggies. New Mexico State has not lost a game since he was deemed eligible on December 18th of 2019. That's right. This team is on a 16-game winning streak with him in the mix, and I got to talk to him on Monday about cutting down the net, his fit on the squad, and more. So Barkeep, change the channel real quick. You got it, boss. Yeah, just getting started. First of all, congratulations with the uh, WAC regular season championship. Yeah, appreciate it. Just when you hear that, just what does that mean to you to have that title for the team? Um, It means a lot. You know, I've been in a position, you know, to win championships in my life before. So it's just bringing back those memories of winning and being on top and, you know, those those things in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it make it that much sweeter when considering just all the circumstances with this season? Uh yeah, I did. You know, cause we worked so hard with the injuries that we went through, with you know people transferring and everything. We went through a lot. You know, what I'm saying we lost a lot of players and stuff. So, uh, it means a lot for us to be able to fight through everything that we went through and still come out on top with a championship and to be undefeated. Yeah. Just how much does that kind of speak to the poise of this team? Because obviously you guys have a lot of upperclassmen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine it get pretty easy to get down on yourself when you guys are six and six or nine and six before conference play. Just how much mm-hmm. does that speak to the poise you guys have? Um, it speaks. It speaks a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure they wasn't used to winning in the last two years, and they're not used. I mean, they wasn't used to losing the last two years, and um, they're not used to losing this year. So, I, I think the poise has just come from not wanting to lose you know just not wanting to be in that situation to you know feel that type of that that loss and have that mentality so yeah yeah you're 16 and 0 as an Aggie you have mm-hmm. not lost since you that uh, since you were deemed eligible just what do you think makes you fit so well with this team um I actually I think it's because um I'm, I also want to win you know I also want to play hard I also want to give my all to the game and everything so I feel like that that's what really made me fit in pretty well as soon as I got here because everybody wanted the same goal. You know, everybody wanted to win. Everybody wanted to, you know, go to the NCAA tournament and then everything else, the individual goals and everything to come in. So I feel like um, I had that mindset coming in as well. So I feel like that was that's what, you know, really made me jail with them. Yeah. You guys have locked up the number one seed in the WAC tournament. Mm-hmm. But just if you're looking for things to clean up, just what are some things that you guys can work on as you guys get ready for postseason play? Um, everything, you know, rebounding, boxing out, defense, one-on-one defense, um, you know, the Florida offense, you know, making one more passes and still being comfortable with each other. I feel like we got everything to work on. We're still going to get better at everything no matter how good we are at it. Yeah. Is that Jans pushing you guys a lot? Can you kind of talk about just his kind of 
never settle type of mentality you kind of yeah. impose on you guys? Yeah, he uh he he definitely. He he's definitely the the top the head of the snake when it comes to you know not letting us get comfortable. But the good thing is the players also don't want to get comfortable. You know we don't want to get comfortable with just being thirteen and zero or fourteen and zero or sixteen and zero. Like we want to keep progressing and keep winning and keep winning and go further. Yeah. Now obviously this will be your first time being a part of this kind of quote unquote unofficial rivalry at Grand Canyon on the mm-hmm. road. Just what have your teammates kind of told you about what you can expect going out there? Um, they said it'd it be packed and mostly, you know, sold out and stuff like that. It's a crazy environment, but it's a fun environment to play basketball in. And um, you just got to stay calm and don't get riled up and just, you know, have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand Canyon, obviously, never know what happens in those types of games. Uh, CSC Bakersfield played you guys tough. Kyle Baptist is beating you guys last season. Just how mm-hmm. tough is this last stretch of games? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty tough because you know it's a uh, you know February everybody tired and everything you know we got to push through the soreness and everything so I think it's gonna be tough but I know we we capable of doing it though you know we work hard every day you know so we're very capable of doing it yeah just in terms of momentum entering comfort or entering the postseason play still undefeated and whack play like how big would that be for you guys. Uh, it would be huge, but as soon as the season over, we, we start over. We zero and zero. So um, our record in the past wouldn't, wouldn't matter when it goes into the uh, WAC season play. I mean, the WAC uh, championship play. So we'll start over zero zero, but we'll still have a lot of confidence going into it, though. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And now, normally this is part of the NBA where I like to give nickname ideas, but you're mm-hmm. a veteran to the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, Chicago native, mm-hmm. how about since the All-Star weekend just wrapped up, we do the New Mexico State All-Stars. I'm going to list the skills challenge, three-point contest, and dunk contest, and you tell uh-huh. me which player you think is winning it. Uh-huh. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is keeping in mind everybody's healthy, theoretically, here, so okay. you can include AJ and Clayton and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So starting off with the skills challenge, mm-hmm. who's winning and who's maybe a dark horse player that people might be sleeping on? Um, skills challenge, skills challenge. Um, I think, I think, I think Sean will win that. Sean Buchanan. Okay. We'll win that. And, um, probably the sleeper on that one, mm. um, I will have to say, um, I will have to say Trev. Trev, okay. Sleeper yeah. yeah. Seen a lot of like the small forwards and big men starting to get a lot oh, yeah. of, uh, they no, 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 I take that them, back. Right? I take that. Johnny, uh, Johnny would be the sleeper. Okay, there you Johnny go. Johnny would be the sleeper. He's a pretty good well, really well passer rounded. and everything. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. cool. Now, three-point contest. Who's winning and who's a sleeper? Um, Who's winning? Hmm. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. A lot of shooters on the team. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I think I think between um, Sean Williams mm-hmm. and um, Real. Terrell Brown. Okay. I think between them two, they'll, they'll probably win. But the sleeper will probably be Trev. Be Trev also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. Now, last one, a dunk contest. You guys have put on a couple shows pregame with some dunks. Just mm-hmm. who do you think is winning and who's a sleeper? Uh, I think Johnny will win that one. Okay. And I think, uh, ooh, that's a tough one. Between Johnny and Trev, okay. win the dunk contest. And um, a sleeper will probably be Sean Buchanan. I was about to say, I was hoping you'd bring that up because <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten it on video yet, but he has a couple couple nice ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a sleeper. Okay, got that'd you, be man. a sleeper. Well, that's all that I have. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. No problem. 
Alrighty, guys, so that was Evan Gilliard II talking about what it felt like to cut down the net on Saturday and also just how he feels he meshes with this team. Shout out to you for taking the time to talk to me, Evan. I appreciate it as always, man. And also, really great segment at the end there where we talked about the New Mexico State All-Star events, guys. Make sure to let me know who you think would win the skills challenge, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest on this Aggie squad. I want to know, so sound off in the comments below, but that is going to do it for segment number two. So now it's time for segment number three, which is a preview of New Mexico State's upcoming game against Grand Canyon on the road Thursday at 7 p.m. The Aggies earned a 72-52 home win over the Lopes in the first meeting of the season, but this is still a very dangerous team, especially at home. Grand Canyon is 12-15 on the season, 7-6 in whack play, and here are some players that you need to know about. The first one is Alessandro Lever, a 6'10 junior who is searching for some redemption in this game. Now, despite averaging team highs of 16 points and 6.1 rebounds per contest this season, Lever got locked up by Yvonne Aurecoechea in the first meeting. He got held at just 5 points and 5 boards in 35 minutes in what many consider to be round one of the two best bigs in the WAC. Chalk that round up to Aurecoechea, who had 14 points and 5 rebounds in just 22 minutes, but we'll see what happens on Thursday. The key to this matchup for Aurecoechea is to keep Lever off the 3-point line because that's where this guy thrives. So he is shooting 39.2% from deep, and Aurecoechea rarely extends his range. He's just 3 for 9 in that department all season the trenches are where the Spaniard can really hold his own and thrive and look for him to bring that grit in this one because that is our duel of the day so another player to watch out for is Carlos Johnson, a 6'4 senior who is averaging 15.4 points per game on 34.5% shooting from behind the arc. This guy is a bit of a streaky scorer because he does lean on that three ball so much, but when he's hot, he can light it up with the best of them. Johnson recorded a team-high 15 points on 6-for-12 shooting, 2-for-5 from deep in the first meeting against the Aggies, and Trevlin Queen is going to get the matchup here. The key for Queen is to play clean defense on Johnson, who excels at drawing contact. Contact. Now, the senior draws an average of 4.7 fouls per 40 minutes, according to Ken Palm, which is the 11th highest average in the WAC. His 122 free throw attempts this season is also third most in the conference. The Aggies did a great job of not fouling him the first time around, though. Johnson went just one for two from the charity stripe in the loss, and that'll have to happen again on Thursday because the easiest way for a streaky shooter to get hot is to get to the foul line and sink some freebies. Queen did not play in the first meeting, but his length should really give Johnson some problems this time around. The third player to watch out for is Mikey Dixon, a 6'2 shooting guard who is averaging 12.7 points per game on 42.9% shooting from long range. That is a blistering percentage, and the redshirt junior is always very sound with the basketball as well. Turnover percentage is the amount of turnovers a player commits divided by team possessions, and his percentage of 10.7 is the second lowest percentage in the entire whack. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and neither does his backcourt partner Javon Blackshear Jr. We'll see if the likes of Evan Gilliard II, Sean Buchanan, and Jabari Rice can make them crack. But now it is time for my key to success, and that's for New Mexico State to cash in from deep. Now, Grand Canyon is allowing opponents to shoot 36.1% from behind the arc this season, according to Ken Palm, 
which is the 50th highest percentage in the entire country. Three-pointers also account for 35% of the points scored against the Lopes, and that season-long trend continued in the first meeting of the season against New Mexico State. The Aggies went 12 for 30 from long range, which is 40%, and that accounted for exactly half of their points. Now, if New Mexico State can knock down the three-ball again on Thursday, it's going to be really hard for Grand Canyon to overcome that. So now let's get into my prediction. So can I get a drum roll, please? So for this one, guys, I'm going with New Mexico State by a score of 75 to 69. Now, I think this is a Grand Canyon team that is much better than what we saw the first time around. But this is still an Aggies team that has such a well-rounded offense, the best defense in the WAC, and just way too much momentum right now. So give me New Mexico State on the road in a close one. But that is going to do it for episode 17 of Straight Shooter. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a like, a retweet, a comment, or any sort of feedback, depending on whatever platform you're using right now. I really do appreciate the support. And also, make sure to stay tuned on Thursday because your boy is hitting the road. That is right. I will be in Phoenix, Arizona to bring you all coverage of that game. Unfortunately, I will not be at the Cal State Bakersfield game later that Saturday because... You know, we're still on a budget over here, guys, but still I'm looking forward to going out and seeing what that atmosphere is like in Phoenix because I have heard that it is pretty crazy. It's going to be fun, and I can't wait to bring you all coverage for that one. But this has been Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jay the Sports Dude, and I'll see you all next Monday. I'm out.